Hey, what's going on, y'all? Y'all listen to Live with Meech Real, man. And I pray that this is coming to you um, in, in good health. Um, I really do. Um, my thoughts, my prayers, man, my sympathies, my condolences are going out to every single family that is being affected right now by this COVID-19 virus. Every family that has had to bury someone, every family that has had to talk to their family member over a walking talkie, every person that has had to self-quarantine and isolate themselves from their family for several weeks um, as they recover and actually dealing with the midst of that recovery. Everybody who has lost somebody that they worked with, that they've known, um, my hearts and prayers go out to you. So from the family, from not just the family of Live With Me in the Pocket, from my family, from the early family, our prayers and our condolences and our hearts go out to you. Um, seriously, um, we this is something, in the very least, we need to understand how connected we are. Death matters um, because life matters. So when someone dies, um, the world, I believe, the world, the world should stand still, even for a moment, to just sympathize and um, mourn with those that are mourning. So my heart and my prayers go out to you and my family prays for you um, and we hope that um, in this time if you don't if you if you don't see anything else to cling on to I want you to know that God is, <laughs> is the only ledge that you can hold on to that that is actually that's not gonna move so cling on to God my prayers are for you and your family and we hope and pray that you are not losing hope and we tell you just to encourage you to continue to keep the fight keep pushing god got you Somewhere outside Atlanta And I think my 12-seat van Is right there out of frame So as before I knew my way around Los Angeles And before I ever cared about Nice neighborhoods We were driving through the night Sleeping on hotel floors Thinking that we had it good We were kids back I ain't here to dance for you. I ain't here to do a two-step. Right. That's just a piece. That was just my end. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, right. but I'm here to party, too. I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. I don't believe that we can throw a dollar amount at the black community if nobody's mindset changes. Uh, everybody need to shut up. Let me Maybe tell you. Maybe if you put please at the end, it may be a little better. I think if you put please after shut up, it takes away shut up. It's your boy Marco. Yo, it's the one and only Dre West, and you're listening to the realest show on air. And we live in the Christian lifestyle right here. Right now, you're listening to one of the realest, my bro, the one and only Meech. It's Mr. Respect Your Audience Himself. Right here on Live with Meech Real. Daddy, I like this. <laughs> yeah.
What's going on, everybody? I pray that um, this is coming to you. You're hearing this in good health or in recovery. Uh, shout out to a former host of Live with Me Drill, Miss uh, Phoenicia Claybrooks, um, who is recovering um, just from illness um, while she's pregnant. So shout out to her, man. She was a, a, a one of my one of the hosts of Live with Me Drill. Um, maybe two, three years ago, man. It's been it ain't been that long. Man, no, no, no. Maybe two years ago. But anyway, man, shout out to her, man. Uh, thankfully, you know, she's having a very, very uh, speedy recovery. She's already back being around her family um, after the time of her having to isolate herself just to be sure and just to be careful. Um, so shout out to her. Um, you know, it's live with me, real family. So uh, thankful and thankful to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thankful to hear someone being sick. Not saying that she had COVID, but um um, saying that she was sick and, and she's recovering. Um, I think one sometimes that we can hear so that we're getting all the deaths reported. We're forgetting there are many, many, many people who are surviving, who are growing, who are healing, who are going home. Um, so be encouraged, be encouraged, man. Um, be encouraged. Otherwise, man, uh, thank y'all for checking out the show. Um, thank y'all for going to check out the other shows too, man. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold y'all up. I have been um, in this time where people, everybody feels they have to say something, even if they're saying anything. Um, I've been in a little bit of reverse, man. I've really not want to say too much, which is problematic for a podcaster. <laughs> um, so I've been trying to be careful what I say, when I say it, how I say it, um, and what I've been posting. I, I said I can't pretend that this isn't different for me and me trying to think through it, so. I thank y'all for checking out the show, man. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I haven't promoted it. Um, I haven't been just posting and talk about my show as much as I probably should or could. Um, even doing videos, man. I've really, really been trying to let this sink in, and I just really can't pretend like it's just normal. Um, it's because it's not. <laughs> this is not everyday life. Um, and I'm not saying whether bad or good. I'm just saying that it's different, and I'm transitioning. So. Um, so shout out to y'all for still, like I said, rocking with me, show checking me out. Um, it means a lot, man. I appreciate it. I really do. I really, really do. So thank you guys. And if this is your first time listening, shame on you. No, uh, thank you for checking out the show, man. You get a chance if you're not subscribed, subscribe. Um, Live with Mitra is almost everywhere. Um, you know, it's on iHeartRadio, uh, Castbox. You know, of course, the the bigger ones like you know, not the bigger, but the more popular ones, I should say, like iTunes and Google Podcast, um, Spotify, all that. So you can even ask ask Alexa. I mean, I don't. I think it's lazy. You know what? Let me not get into that. Not not yet. Check out the show. You can Google live with Mitch Real. It'll come up. Follow me on social media at Meet Real. Um, and let's chop, man. Let's talk, man. But I thank y'all for listening to the show, man. This show today, like all, is to just encourage you, man. And uh, let's talk about it, man. I actually want to talk about a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> is that funny? Like I do. I, in the midst of me trying to remain silent and I feel like I got to say something just to be careful that my emotions and even some of my anxieties that I'm fighting, some of my fears that I'm fighting, that I don't allow them to speak through me, especially having a Christian platform and people considering what I say to be having some type of filter or funnel through me studying and me praying in the word of God. So there's a credibility that is being built. And I don't want to just say anything. 
You feel me? I don't want to just quote one scripture and tell y'all this is a plague because it's not. And that's just my opinion. And there's nothing that supports that it is a plague. But I digress. What I'm saying is, is that I have so much to say, but I'm being careful how I'm saying it and when I'm saying it and to who I'm saying it and what platform I use it. But I got a lot to talk about today. So before we get all into it, man, let's go to your mama's favorite segment. Let's talk about it. Hey, so I saw this video um, that I had that really kind of blessed me. It was really dope um, about a man, um, a hospital staff at, at Spotsylvania Regional Medical Center came together to celebrate with posters and balloons as the first patient to be admitted with COVID-19 was discharged. Um, they threw him a, you know, a quick little social distancing party as he was walking out, man. He had his mask on, they were clapping for him, they had balloons, and um, it was it was, it was was really dope. Um, this, nah, I'll be honest, this time right now, cause for a creativity on a level that we haven't always been able to appreciate you know if that makes sense so um because my wife has a birthday coming up my mother has a birthday coming up in the same month god you just boy you got a sense of humor but i digress you have to find new ways to appreciate people creatively because right now you can't be up on everybody you can't pile up a a building with a bunch of people and dance around and all that. You, you got to figure something out, man. Uh, so sidebar, super sidebar. Email me at the Christian Podcaster or follow me on social media at Metrial and inbox me. I need ideas. I'm throwing my wife a social distancing party. I need help because I am so challenged, but I got to make it happen. We had we had a lot of plans uh, during the month of April that have been canceled. But that doesn't mean hurt because if one thing that I've noticed, if nothing, <laughs> birthdays are even more important to me now because all that's being reported are the deaths. So if you're having a birthday, celebrate that thing. And we just got to We just got to figure it out. We, we, we got to figure it out. We got to be creative. So this is an awesome time to be creative. But I wanted to share that story, man. Uh, the man from uh, Spotsylvania, uh, the first admitted patient at Spotsylvania Region, Regional Medical Center went home. And they threw him a big party, man. And uh, he was older, you know, older guy. And I think it was, it was just a dope scene, man. See him come out with his mask on. So he probably was smiling, uh, crying. I don't know. We couldn't tell his face. But anyway, we saw him going home. And that's a good thing. So uh, that kind of made me happy. That was, that was a pretty dope story. The next story, man, um, is a huge, huge shout out, man, to all of the companies that are uh, trying to accommodate the parents with um, just free, you know, free, um, free sites for the children to learn, man. Audible is one of them that is actually giving out free, free books for children, you know, during this time, as well as I wanted to talk about another one. So I think it's called it's a camera, uh, camera co company. It's called uh, Neek. Is uh, is it Nikon? Nikon. Um, is it Nikon School? Let me hold on, cause I'm saying it. I know I'm saying it wrong. I want to say it wrong. I knew I, I knew I was tearing it up. Okay, so it's Nikon. Nikon, uh, camera. Uh, Nikon School Online is actually offering for the month of April free lessons. I mean, they got landscape, you know, lands, landscape photography. Like they have a bunch of classes that you can literally just watch. Some of them are 15 minutes long. Some of them are eight minutes long. Look, any. I mean, look. Especially with the, this world, you know, and taking pictures and all that. It's free, people. Free education. 
which ain't really free because you got to give it time and time is something that you can't get back but it's a great investment if you want to educate yourself um in any kind of form of photography and what can it hurt listen it's free so it's nikon school online check that out man as well as you can just search sites man um the covid um virus the one of the positives um is that people are or companies are accommodating so they're considering people they're considering humans i said this before man is that i think that one of the biggest commodities especially for business owners um that we that people overlook from being having a small business to having a fortune 500 business and beyond people are still the largest and the most um important commodity because without people they don't buy stuff and without and people there's no workers to build it there's no people to create it there's no one to deliver it so on and so forth so People are the biggest commodity, and considering people can get you far. So listen, you got your kids at home with you. They ain't going back to school this year. Educate them, man. Like, for real. Like, especially if you got a little teenager who love to be online, it's a great opportunity to say, hey, well, you need to go to Nikon school. You need to figure out how to really take pictures versus just standing in there in the mirror and holding it up and having a deep caption. But I digress. So, man, yeah. Search for free online services during this time for just your kids and even sneak in on some stuff because i was watching something that my kids was watching uh, from school that the teacher was sending and i learned something because my son come and tell me something about an animal new every day and i'd be like you know i'm pretty i thought i was pretty hip on animals <sighs> i learned something so take this time and opportunity man at the very least to try to learn something educate yourself man feed your mind feed your mind So there was a uh, story that came out. Now, it's not 100% proven or guaranteed yet. It's not proven. But there was a uh, couple articles that came out suggesting that if the NBA season could not um, continue this year, that the team with the best record would receive the championship. Uh, as, as you know, the team with the best record would be the Los Angeles LeBron curse, the LeBron curse, or LeBron's Lakers, the Los Angeles, the LeBron, LeBron Angeles Lakers, the LeBron Angeles Lakers, um, would receive the championship. Uh, I don't know. Um, kind of sucks. Um, seems like this virus is even more dangerous than I thought. No, I'm joking. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Too soon. Way, way too soon Because it's not a joke I don't want to make jokes about the virus um, But I do want to talk about the fact that When LeBron first came to the NBA They gave him rookie of the year They snubbed Carmelo the first year And they've been just giving it to him ever since. They just want him So now they're going to finally just do it The NBA like, you know what? We got this disease We shutting down the NBA LeBron is going to be We're just going to give him a championship mm mm What's your thoughts? How y'all feel? I like listen. They just gonna give it to him. How many teams that we know had the best record and then lose in the finals? LeBron fans remember this time, but we forget it because now we want to crown some. We gonna crown him. We gonna crown LeBron. We gonna give the Los Angeles, the LeBron Angeles Lakers, a championship because they. Look like they've gone in. That's tough. That's tough, man. I want to know y'all thoughts on this one. We got it. We we 
we got to talk. We got to talk about this, man. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm not going to assume because, like I said, ain't nothing official came out that that's what's going to happen because NBA has continued to stress that their intentions are to finish the final, to finish the regular season. I mean, to finish the season, even if they go directly into the playoffs from where they are. There's a lot of theories and concepts of how they want to handle this, but the players' health is the most important. The fans' health is most important. So it all depends on how this virus you know, dissipates during as the season change and even uh, protocols that can be put in place as um, because this is a flu like strand. Um, and I'm saying this very lightly. Please do the research. I am not a medical professional, but from the research I've done, it's a flu like strand, which means there is a lot of opportunity um, that it will be a second wave like the flu comes more than once a year. This also can return once even after those you know weather changes and then it, it may die down and it may actually return. So with that being um, taken in account, there's they, you know the NBA and other companies are trying to plan for it, trying to look ahead to see how they can do this, what they can do. But as of now, LeBron may be the champion of the the, the LeBron Angeles Lakers maybe the 2020 NBA final champions. What a sad day for sports. Is this your game? It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I want to talk about um, Genesis. That's in Genesis 25. It talks about Jacob and Esau. There, it's one of my favorite stories because it's um, it's a story of perspective. And just because you don't see something's value, um, you got to be careful what you what you prioritize over. Um, what actually has value and, and value is really just in your perspective It's really in how you see it It's really in um, how you look at it So the one story man that This one story it just continues to stick out And I just want to I think it's, it, it can be very relevant to the time You know what I'm saying Depending on where you are um, Once you saw what you thought was super important And now that certain things have been stripped away um, It's like Or, or suspended it's like, dang, I ain't know how important it was or how 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 dope it was to be able just to go to a park. I know how dope it is to be able to sit and listen to my family talk, kick it with my mom or kick it with my like, dang, you kind of dope. But I didn't value that time. But now I value it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes this can be a moment where you value it too late. Because now you value spending time with somebody that you don't know when you'll be able to spend more time with them in the physical. So, um, let me see. Jacob and Esau, man. I, like I said, I always suggest read read this. <laughs> Jacob and Esau got a lot going on. Um, and they're very interesting characters, man. Uh, <sighs> Jacob was on tip, man. But that was mama's baby. So, she made a way for him. But I digress. So, Let's go uh, Genesis 25 and 27. It's um, I'm reading from the NLT. It talks about uh, Esau sells his birthright. As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home. But Rebecca loved Jacob. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness, exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. Jacob replied, all right, betray me your rights as the firstborn. Esau responded, look, 
I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Check this out. So Esau had a good had a had a rough day out there, you know, chasing down wild game, hunting, killing, skinning, all that good stuff, right? Come home starving. So hungry. He's so hungry. His brother said, look, you got some of this stew I just cooked. You know what I'm talking about. He it's kind of like the way Jacob made this stew is the way that y'all make y'all know y'all Roman noodles. Y'all I'm talking about. And I've never had Roman noodles, so I don't know. I don't know. I've heard horror stories. I'm talking about from people putting cayenne pepper in them, sprinkling some ground cinnamon, and you know, you just a whole, whole, you know, makeshift chef in there. So that's how he was working. He in there making this stew that's so cold to the point where Jacob was like, You can have this, but you gotta give me your rights to as your firstborn. And the one thing that Esau didn't value is what his father had for him. What he had inherited in the future because he couldn't touch. Now he said, what good is my is my rights right now? I think it's crazy that for one meal, he gave away his inheritance. So one, this can speak to how we allow our flesh to have us do things that we know God doesn't want us to do. You know, like, man, but I'm hungry right now. You can, Or, but I'm horny right now, but I'm broke right now but i'm lonely right now but i'm you know add your situation but i'm by myself and can't nobody see me right now what does it matter and you can surrender something that god intended to bless you with I mean, this happens all, I mean, even in real families, you know, somebody, you know, your son can, you know, a dad can have something, you know, up for you and you make a lot of terrible decisions that disqualifies you from your parent feeling that you're responsible enough to take, take control of it and they pass it to someone else. But think about it in this time. Jacob, Jacob knew where the value was and had no problem. He even gave him some bread with that stew. He had no problem because he wanted what Jacob, he he Jacob wanted what Esau was born to have. And I think sometimes because we're born and things just happen, we forget how much of a blessing it is to have it. How amazing it is to have it because even if we don't understand it right now, think about it. We wake up every morning and we don't consider that, but we are, we wake up every morning and still be like, Lord, I need a miracle. Lord, I need a blessing. God not answering my prayers. I got a friend of mine, man. Pray for my man. Uh, I love you. I ain't gonna say your name. I was about to say your name, but I'm not. I got a friend right now that says, what good is, why, who cares about my life? I don't care. Well, if I die today, whatever. Like his, his perspective is so bold and I have to constantly talk to him and it's like, and, you know, and he, he, he doesn't, he struggles, but he, you know, doesn't believe in God, right? And he says, you know, God isn't real. You know, there's no proof. You know, I'm like, but you woke up. 
not like unless okay forget that let me push back the whole the whole fact that you actually have a child you know what i'm saying which like we but we don't see and view these things as miracles because these are things that god just give us not realizing that everybody don't got it jacob didn't have the birthright esau did so even having children, even having health, even vision, even having like we, you know, we we don't view those things as miracles because they were just freely given to us, not knowing that there are people who want them and people who don't have them. We just we literally ignore and don't value what God has given us before. Now, God gave us man. Like I said, the assembly, I've heard so many people talk about, uh, I'm going to Bedside Baptist, or I'm a man, the church is not um, advancing with the times in the modern days, and the technology this, and tech, all technology crap, blah, blah, all this technology stuff about the church, and why people not going to church, now listen, when I tell you, when they open back up them doors, I'm in that thing, it ain't a computer, or a live stream, that can suffice, it ain't a, it ain't a, Digital presentation that is good enough because I value and understand now the assembly in real life, touching, like actually being around somebody, locking arms with somebody, praying with somebody, like being in the field. You cannot tell me being on the screen is the same experience. It's not. And I didn't. And it didn't, I didn't really value it because God always gave me, I, we, I, we don't live in a country where we got under, underground churches. We don't live in a country where you get in your head chopped. Like we don't live, so we are been born to just have things that we don't really value. Man, I'm sleepy, so yeah, y'all can go to church. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna watch it online. Like we just gave it up, but I'm tired right now. What good is it for me to have to get up and I done worked all week? And I'm like, like, why I gotta do all that? I can just go online. But look, now you can't go, and it's like, dog. Imagine giving something away for how you felt now and now wanting and needing that thing later and now you no longer have it. I mean, it's somebody who was who New Year's resolution was, man, I'm going to church. I'm going to church this year, man. I'm getting my life together. And they've got all the way to March, February. They just was like, man, I'm gonna go next week, man. I'll be tired, man. You know, hey man, this is concert. This is like whatever reason they didn't have to, now they can't go. And it might be another couple months. Now, that don't mean you can't assemble. But even that, you got to be careful. Even if y'all driving to the same parking lot, roll your windows down, or open a, you know, a Zoom call, whatever the case may be, there are a lot of alternatives that we have to create. We have to be creative. We have to push through and fight through because we're not done. We're not defeated. But we have to get our perspectives in check because we are valuing the wrong stuff. We're valuing the stew and not the birthright. <laughs> we valuing the emotion of something and not understand what God freely gave unto us. You wake up every morning is a miracle because people are dying every night. Every day you wake up is a miracle because people are dying every day. And that didn't just happen with the COVID virus. That's what that's the only thing that be kind of interesting when people talk about this Corvette. Like, do you know how many people were dying and are still dying from non-Corvette related causes every single day? But you're talking about I need a miracle, but you're awake. I need a miracle, Lord. But you have housing right now. 
And maybe your job, okay, but let's not talk about the people, okay, maybe your job not paying benefits, maybe there's not unemployment for you, maybe there's not benefits set aside. At the base, you're alive. And that means something, man. So I know I just talk about just, I'm just saying there are things that God gives us before we pray for, before we ask, and we get it every day, or we get it for so long. Like I said, you could be 25 years old and not, oh, God ain't never did nothing for me. He woke you up. You know how many days are in 25 years? I celebrated my birthday. It was like 35,000 days or something for my 33 years old life. I'm messing up the number. I got to go back and check it. But what I'm saying is, there are so many things that we don't value because we've always had access to it. And at the very least, like Jacob, Jacob never had access. Esau was born, firstborn. He had the, he had the birthright. It was his. And because he had it, he had to do work for it. He just was born and embraced it and walked around. He never truly valued it. So I want you, so I challenge you. To look around in your life and look what God has just given you that you don't value. You like think about it. It's people that's walking around with kids that complain about their kids. It's people that's complaining about spending all the time with their kids. Do you understand? It's people that would that would kill to have children. There are people who have lost their children. <laughs> there are people whose children don't even speak to them that they don't get to see. But you walk around and have access to your kids all the time and you don't value them. You always throwing them off for somebody else to babysit. You always got stuff to do. Like, whatever the case may be, you walk around, it's millions of miracles. And it's so wild to hear people talk about, oh, Lord, this is a season where God is going to do a good thing and there's going to be a miracle. Bro, he do it every day. I'm not even, like I said, I don't. I try not to get into the science aspect of how the sun is. When I tell you that we serve a God that performs a million miracles before the sun rises, but we don't value it because we get it every single day. We get it every day. Every day, most of us, many of us, thousands of us, millions of us wake up and can see despite how we carry ourselves. Many of us wake up and have and can breathe despite we smoke cigarettes all the, or we smoke all the time. We still can breathe and we don't have lung cancer. There are people, there are many people are walking around with bullets in their body or holes in their body from bullets that or people who are walked away from heart attack strokes that live every single day. But we are praying for miracles when there are people who die every day. There are people who have buried someone who say, man, I wish my grandfather, my mother, my father, my husband, my kids, my whatever, me, whoever, I wish that person was still here. And you walking around here and saying, oh, man, I wish I had another blessing. I wish I had some stew. What good is it for me just to be alive right now, but I'm only making $4 an hour? What good is my life? What? How is that a miracle when I need something right now? Look, man. Perspective is everything. Perspective can have you legit giving away the most valuable asset that you've ever had for a momentary stimulation. For some stew Like that story was <laughs> It's one of the dumbest stories in the bible To be like bro You gave away your first right And then they gave you your food And you ate it Bong Not a food gone And And <laughs> What you were given 
What I'm talking about the wealth, the access, the prestige, the everything that comes with being a firstborn, everything that your birthright entails, you gave away for a meal that you ate seven years ago. <laughs> Just one meal. It ain't a lifetime that you will never go hungry. The one meal. That blew my mind. Like Esau, bro, you, you, <sighs> dumb, dumb. But I digress. So I pray this helps, man. You listen to Live With Me Real. Listen. Look around at all the miracles that you have. Look around. And start to look at what you've been valuing. Look at everything that's really stewing your life. Really that makes you feel good in the moment. But it doesn't sustain you. Think about it. A birthright can sustain your family for generations. A meal could only feed one person in one time. So be encouraged. And if you don't know, if you don't know what you should value, get into the listen. Get into the word. Be silent. Turn off the Facebook prophecy channel. The Facebook prophecy channel and Get into the word. Hear, listen to God. Hear what God says about a lot of things. See, hear what God says about you. Hear what God went through for you. I mean, it's a miracle in your salvation every single moment of your life. Listen, man. We, and we'll give up our salvation, man, just because we're hungry now. Our whole eternity gone because we need to feel good now. And feel good by abusing and stimulating ourselves in one area. Because, I mean, <laughs> you can get, like I said, he only ate the meal. That's not shelter. That's not food for the next day, for the next couple hours. That's not tools to hunt. Like, it doesn't sustain anything but that tiny, minute moment. And a lot of times when we want to feed our flesh, that area only feeds them. It doesn't sustain anything in what we what we withdraw when we sin, when we devalue, when we when we don't value what God has given us, when we when we usually, if we look back, what we're giving away will sustain us way more, way longer than what we are enjoying. So I pray this helps. Another example, man. Watching TV and movies all day, playing the game, like just indulging in you because you're bored, right? You say you're bored. Only satisfies you right now But imagine in the next three months Two months Whatever How much time you got off That you learn Imagine going back to your old job With new information And you're and, and make yourself more valuable Imagine learning something new And entering a new industry Before you go back to work Imagine you growing from this time And going back And being even better But that would come with the education Which Will sustain you for the long run Even if it don't feed you and make you feel good right now so be encouraged man i pray this helps thank you for listening this has been live with me drill play air media